0: Assalamu alaykum. May the peace that only God can give be upon you. Welcome to Radio Islam. I'm your host, Tariq Alameen, and you can keep up with us on social media. By following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, you'll find us at Radio Islam USA. Use that same username to find us wherever you get your podcast, subscribe, rate, review. You'll find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Spotify, uh, and many more platforms at Radio Islam USA. Um, folks, what I want to share with you before we get into this, oh, we've got to always thank our sponsors. We thank our sponsor, Recycle Processes. Uh, we appreciate your continued support. And with that, we're going to get into today's conversation. I'm happy to have joining me. Uh, well, she is so much more than, than, uh, Radio Islam's culture contributor. She is an author. She is an adjunct professor. She is a racial justice trainer. Uh, and, and a whole lot more, whole lot more. Uh, Layla Abdullah fullos, assalamu alaikum.
1: Well, I like Muslim, and I'm honored to be Radio Islam's cultural contributor.
0: Oh well. Well hamdulillah, hamdulillah. So today we've got a book that you recommended, um, Everyday Islam by Marcus Allgood. And yes. this is some this is one of those books that um well you don't have to read all at one time, right? No. <laughs> no. I think yeah, as as the title will kind of uh uh intimate that this is for each day, every day, right? Give yeah. us a breakdown of what what, what genre does, it, does this book fall into?
1: Well, it's along the lines of a self-help book in terms of providing motivation for some to encourage readers to engage in personal growth and development. So it's really, really great. It the way that it's organized, it, you see this a lot. It's kind of like along the lines of a chicken soup for the soul, but it's in a Muslim context. Mm-hmm. So if every day is slammed, 365 days of living your life for Allah, which I think is wonderful, because we there's so few books out there that address Muslims directly within a Muslim context. Mm-hmm. It, it, and in this type of organ, organized this way, was just like an everyday motivational uh, page or two that you read, which is really great because instead of long chapters and everything and having to stop at a chapter and go on with your life and everything, this is something that you could take with you. You can open it up and read it and get started with your day, move on with your day, or at night, get ready for the next day. So it's like really, really great and it, and it's directed he uses a lot of terminology that Muslims use because that is his primary audience mm-hmm. so usually when you have motivational books like this even if it's most written by Muslims it's very secularized and he didn't do that which is great and also he included visuals which become increasingly important i mean we're a social media-driven society and to the point where it's getting that people who are not in some form of social media or or engaged in some form of social media may find themselves lost in uh, an ability to really efficiently network, you know, so it's like, when you go into every time you meet someone, what's the first thing they ask? It used to be they asked if you had a business card. Yeah. They don't ask that anymore, do they? No. Like, are you on Facebook? You on Twitter? Are you yeah. On what's, what's
0: your Instagram? I'll, yeah.
1: What's your Instagram? I'll follow you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, you know, even when I, you know, when I want to interview someone or something like that, I'll automatically hit them up on social media now. It's, the, it's just really a way that, and so, that's very visually driven. Social media is very visually driven. as like memes and even the quotes are are, are are displayed as visuals. And so he includes that as well. So it's really great. Every day you get to open it up. And it's someone that's coming from your social perspective
0: mm-hmm.
1: as an American Muslim, speaking plainly and directly to you and, get, and offering advice and motivation, which I think is really, really important.
0: Do you think that um well not so much do you think but what would you describe the the tradition of of self-help right because when you think about self-help a lot of times Muslims will some Muslims will simply say that well if you're feeling depressed go read the Quran right go maybe go read read some hadith but but something, uh, a genre that is specifically, you know, like the chicken soup for the soul, something that's just about trying to uh, energize, trying to uh, inspire. What's the, there's a specific tradition with that within Islam, right?
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, Muslim scholars have written all types of smaller works, in addition to their larger works, smaller works that directly address certain issues. So like Ibn Taymiyyah, uh, Ibn Jalziyyah, He has a book, Patience and Gratitude, Mm -hmm. you know, um, Muhammad Saleh al-Munajid. He has dealing with stress and worries. And even when you think along the lines, it's a little bit of a thicker work. These are smaller works. They're like small direct. They they use Quran and Hadith, but they also offer advice Mm -hmm. and tips as well. So it's something that is in Islamic scholarship. It's something that's in our tradition, too. I mean, the Prophet Islam said, "Adil Nasiha, You know, we give each other advice. You know, every week, you know, you 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 stand on the mimbar mm-hmm. and you give a khutbah. And the khutbah, yes, it includes Quran and Hadith, but it also includes what motivation, uh, right. motivational sayings. It also includes advice. It also includes uh, uh, addressing relevant issues and topics to to your community. Mm-hmm and about the broader society as well so that's what we do you know as muslims in in islamic tradition we talk to each other we advise each other we motivate each other that's why it's so important to be together and and to learn how to to effectually and uh productively motivate one another so it's really a part of the 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 scholarly tradition and a, a part of the overall muslim tradition and to have it in a context where it's it's simple direct and and, and it's digestible mm-hmm. in a way that we've learned to digest things you know actually not only uh shows the wisdom of allah and his messenger because the khutbah itself is what 20 minutes 15 20 minutes and you go on with your life type right. of thing i know some yeah uh, yeah you know that go on and on but yeah you know. <laughs> It's <laughs> 15, 20 minutes. I know that's what my husband does, like 15, 20 minutes. And then everyone goes on with their life. So it shows the wisdom in that in having something that's easily digestible, bite sized, and that you could take and carry with you in your life. So I think that it's, it's definitely a part of that tradition.
0: Yeah. So do you think uh, our brother uh, Marcus Allgood that he hit the mark with this book?
1: Well, I think he did a really good job. I know that there are things that he, I think that he's coming out with another edition of it. Mm-hmm. And, but that's part of being an author. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, you go back to your work, you're like, I got to fix some stuff. Even me with my first book, you know, I I went back into it and I'm like, I'm going to have to give a second edition of this.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I know that there's stuff that he wants to change, but I liked it because it, I actually learned about it at a time while I was feeling kind of a disconnect, you know, it was during that time of Ramadan. I started reading this in Ramadan. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. And I, I was feeling a little bit of a disconnect from the month and from my faith. And it was just like when you have something to read from your fellow Muslim that kind of deals with not only your faith, but also what you may be going through. I mean, he has some very relevant stuff about loneliness, Mm-hmm. about uh, feeling used, uh, about all kinds of things that kind of hit you. And it's just like, oh, yeah, that's right. And I need to kind of develop myself more and develop my relationship with the law more. So it's, it's really great. And it's really encouraging. And, you know, Allah says that this is something that we should be doing. Right. You know, A lot of his messages, they say that this is something that we should be doing, we should be encouraging each other and uplifting each other. So that should always be something that we're looking for.
0: So one of the things I appreciate about this book is that it manifested out of an appreciation for his Facebook post. Um, you know, the Monday motivations, the. Well, everyday motivation, but we know yeah. Monday is the big day, right? The hashtag.
1: Yeah. Modern, Monday motivation, Tuesday thoughts, Wednesday, like <laughs> Yeah. Oh,
0: is there anything for Thursday?
1: I can't remember because Thursday is usually throwback. throwback yeah. Thursday. Yeah. Throwback
0: Thursday. Yeah. 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 But, uh, th- but there was an audience and I think this is also something that maybe aspiring authors should, should, you know, keep in mind as well, just to be observant of, um, if you have something of value, People will let you know. And that's exactly what happened here. He said the response to those posts, you know, him sharing these Quranic insights and then driving inspirational uh, observations out of them. Uh, I think what he said, he stopped for a minute or something like that. And, you know, the response was like, "Where'd where'd you go or something? I, you know, I, I I can't remember the exact uh, story, but uh, just to know that it was built on appreciation for just something that he was sharing Um you know on his own anyway
1: well i again social media is something that is a, a really intrinsic part of people's lives nowadays you get a lot of information from social media social media can be very powerful there have been news stories that the uh, uh broader media didn't cover but then became significant because social media people kept talking about it posting and reposting and everything like that yeah and so you know, when people go on social media, yeah, they can definitely get motivation. And, you know, there are there is uh, a growing number of authors who are using different levels of social media in order to end up penning books. So like you have blog a book. So if you have a blog, some authors actually take their blog posts and mm. then they streamline them into a book. So doing it with social media posts is something that does happen as well. And it becomes significant because, you know, those timelines go and and that's it. And so sometimes it may be hard to go back and it's like, oh, you know what, this person said this, now. and I know I've done that looking for stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's nice to have it like in a book, and, and he has it in an ebook form too. So it's something that you can crack open on your phone, on your tablet. Yeah, that's whatever, how I got it. Or whatever.
0: Mm-hmm. So it
1: becomes very, very important to get that motivation that way. A lot of people do get the motivation that way. And you never know because there may be people who are not connected to the Quran. They may be Muslims who are not connected to the Quran at this point in their life and they're, and they're glancing through social media and there is something motivational that encourages them to reconnect to the Quran. So it becomes really important. I don't think that we should take this whole idea of lofty scholarship, that's what I'll call it. Mm. This lofty uh scholarship is the only means and methods for us to attain information that will gear us to improve ourselves in our relationship with the law sometimes that doesn't work i mean when you think about books that even i have liked Mm -hmm. they've been dense
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah academic writing yeah
1: yeah, so uh, Yasir Qadi, I love his book uh, "Do I a Weapon for the Believer," yeah. but you know sometimes you want the information more directly than the way that he gives the information. You know, it's a very dense kind of scholarly work that you need time and energy that you may not have yeah. a certain point in your life in order to absorb that information. Is there room for that in in people's lives? Absolutely, mm-hmm. there can be room for it. But what if just at this point in your life there's not? So then all those books just stay on the shelves. All right. And you still are a person that's moving through their day through their Mm Dean. Okay. And now you don't have any motivation. So I I think it is significant. And even though scholars do it, you know, they tweet motivational things all the time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I think that, you know, when it's coming from our fellow Muslim directly, someone that can actually speak our language, to us and remind us of a lot. I think that that's important. True. Yeah. Because that's what the prophets did.
0: Yeah. Now, was there a particular page, any particular advice that really resonated with you?
1: Well, I liked his day. I liked all of his stuff, actually. Yeah. Because like I said before, you know, sometimes like the way, the approach that he takes is kind of like, you know, you're sitting on the masjid steps talking to a brother
0: mm-hmm.
1: or a sister type of approach, which, you know, uh, that can be a very significant part of your life as a Muslim is to get that kind of very direct, uh, informal, Mm -hmm. casual type of life. Sometimes it seeps even more than it does from the memoir. No, no offense. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it is real. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and as an African-American, you know that, that sage wisdom that you get from the, uh, the corner, Mm-hmm. Or from the stoop, you know, that's still a very significant and important part of my life. And I even see it with my kids, you know, they go to, yeah, their fa- their father's the imam and he's sitting there on the minbar talking and all that passes over them. Yeah. But, you know, brother so and so could just be talking to them on the porch of the masjid. And that's something that sinks in even more. Yep. <laughs> So we got to encourage that to, to keep happening. But I like uh, one one excerpt that I like is when he says, see yourself as God does. Mm. You know, so God made your shape beautiful. Perhaps your shape is imperfect or flawed in some way, yet you are still beautiful. So get over yourself and embrace your inner swag. To do so is to get in touch with the divine, seeing God, Allah's handiwork in you. because because Allah said in Surah toh he has created the heavens and the earth in just proportions and has given you shape and made your shapes beautiful. And to him is the final goal. Are you ready to stop colluding with a culture that makes so many of us feel physically inadequate? Say goodbye to your inner critic and take this divine pledge to be kinder to yourself and others because there is nothing more rare, nor more beautiful than a person being unapologetically themselves, being comfortable in their perfect imperfection. That is the true essence of beauty. Look in the mirror and do some self-dowel, calling to the divine. This is a call to be gentle to yourself, to be forgiving, to be generous with yourself. The next time you look into the mirror, try to let go of the storyline that says you're too fat or too skinny, too pale or too dark, too ashy or too old. Your eyes are too small, your nose too big. Just look into the mirror and see your face, see your body with no verdict. When the criticism drops away, what you will see then is just you without judgment. And that is the first step towards transforming your experience of the world. Then you can see yourself just as Allah sees you. Beautiful. Love you, family. As-salamu
0: alaykum. That was powerful. (laughs)
1: it's very powerful and i mean you know i i love that 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 there are more and more muslims that do this Aliyah uh um asia Nasir, she has one mirror mirror on the wall Mm -hmm. for younger girls but i found myself as a grown woman still needing (laughs) (laughs) still needing to read her words you know you have halima de la vera not without my hijab You have Rabina Khan she has 365 motivational quotes. I think this is really really important that Muslims are doing this because it's in a context that we that directly connects to us as Muslims and then it reminds us of certain things and I think that that's very important. It's very important to have people who are from your cultural background and connect with you culturally talking to you about your faith. I think that becomes very very important and it, and it can ingrain so much more than is someone that's 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 disconnected from you culturally
0: yeah yeah the ability to use the uh our, our source text as ways to uh to repair us to keep us whole uh, and and then I think also using social media seeing and seeing is how this came out of social media post is really um uh, it works to counter what social media often does especially to our I think we like to say, especially to our young people, but it's really to all of us, because yeah. if you're on social media, you are getting a very, uh, very carefully orchestrated uh, presentation of life for for some people. Right. Cause if you're looking out at, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> so if you're looking out at, um, you know, people taking vacations and, Uh, living a life and, you know, having material success or whatever it is. And you begin to look at yourself and feel like, you know, if I don't have that, something's wrong with me. I'm less than, I don't meet the image of what, you know, what, what health uh, is. I don't meet all these different images of of where I'm supposed to be. Uh, It's good to have books like this, efforts like this, that counteract that, you know, that take us back into our Uh, back into our text, back into what we should be seeing ourselves uh, through. So uh, that's that's really important. That's really important. And I I appreciate that.
1: So there's a lot of things that I see on my timeline that that negatively impact uh, me. Okay, I may see something about uh, violence against an African-American or black person, violence against women, disenfranchisement all kinds of things that over and over again you see, see, see on the timeline, and that can be very deflating. So having these type of motivational uh, posts, memes, quotes can help combat that because if not, you're just really going to, it's just really a drain. So I think that it's really important. And, you know, I'm going to be a little bit honest, and some people may not like it, But, you know, sometimes, you know, something coming from a Marcus Allgood or a Tariq Alameed has a a more substantial impact than coming from an Omar Suleiman, as much as I love his work, you know, because there is that disconnect, there is that, and they're not talking to me uh, from my cultural standpoint. I think that that becomes really, really important and significant. And so seeing that and understanding that, can help to combat a lot of negativity that you do see on social media. Mm.
0: Okay, so uh, this is definitely a book that you would recommend folks get and take their time with as the as the title would suggest, every day.
1: Yeah, the every day, yeah, the every day. <laughs> Cause it's like you pick it up, you get to pick it up, and that was two pages. Right. That was two pages. So it's just like you get to pick it up, and then you get to like, oh yeah, I yeah I am beautiful. Allah does see me as beautiful. God don't make no mistakes.
0: That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, we definitely need to hear that. I want to close with this. Um, when you were reading that, I could not help but think about uh, a friend who is uh, on weight Watch- on, on Weight Watchers. Yeah, she's going to the uh, meetings. That one of the meetings they told her um, was. They said, think about what you say to yourself and ask yourself, would you say that to a friend? Right. Would you say that to a friend? And it totally when I heard that just totally shifted the the just the awareness of the internal dialogue. Right. We say some mean things to ourselves. And but we would not say that to a friend. Right. Because we would be thinking about their feelings and how this would impact them. And we want to help them in a way that's not destructive uh so yeah this there's there's such a need for this type of uh advice and awareness because it really does it helps you learn how to think um
1: mm-hmm.
0: and, and how to talk to yourself so yeah yeah oh, so absolutely so tell folks once again where they can find you at on social media although everybody should know already
1: okay well it's always layla writes love mm-hmm. layla writes love so whether it's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, is all Layla Wright's love. Now, you don't normally have, talk
0: about Pinterest, but... Okay. Oh, yeah, I
1: have a Pinterest. I have these great... Every novel that I do, yeah. I have a board called Novel Inspirations or Novella Inspirations. So I post the the images, the inspirational images, the things that my characters wear, the cars that my characters drive and everything like that. So you get to kind of see... Now you get a visual of Simon and what he wears, where he lives, Regina, Marcus, and everything like that. So, and also have my blog, Layla writes always NBA Muslims. So that's Pathio. www.passios.com mm-hmm. slash blogs, nba Muslims. So Layla writes loves or NBA Muslims. It's really easy to find me.
0: <laughs> okay. And, and folks don't forget, uh, Layla does have a new book out that was released earlier this month uh sweet love bitter fruit
1: sweet love bitter fruit book two in the brothers-in-law series okay all right you gotta pick up that book tarik i am i am. You gotta like this one <laughs> I, I, marcus
0: well, I, I was your the first man one.
1: in book one marcus I, was your man in book one yes
0: yes that's right that's right
1: <laughs> so now this is his story you okay. get full marcus <laughs> so
0: i won't check him out <laughs> well thank you as always uh thank i'm you. looking forward to uh next time Shallah.
1: Inshallah.
0: Inshallah. <laughs> sha'allah <laughs> All right, Radio Islam family, we thank you all for joining us for another edition of Radio Islam. Uh, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast at Radio Islam USA. You'll find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Radio Islam USA. I'm your host and producer, Tariq Al-Amin. Our executive producer is Abdul Malik Mujahid. We remind you that the views expressed by the host and our guests are theirs and now to be taken as a representation of Sound Vision Foundation. With that, we leave you as we greeted you. As-salamu alaykum. May the peace that only God can give be upon you. The big thing is that the most dead, I'm dead. The big thing is that the most dead, I'm
1: dead.